welcome to another episode for Penn State's AQ Student Chapter. Today's episode, we have three alum, alums who are going to talk about their new jobs, specifically rotational programs within their companies. Um, so why don't we begin by introducing yourself, um, say your name, um, if you want to share your graduation year, and then what is your favorite part of Penn State? Marissa? Hi, um, my name is Marissa Miller. I graduated from Penn State in May of 2019. Um, and right now I work at Noriana Chemical Company as a rotational engineer. Um, and my favorite part of Penn State was probably all of the people that I met and all of the chemis that I worked really hard with. Awesome. Jules? Hello, my name is Julia Sherwin. I also graduated in 2019. Um, I work for PPG, which is a paints and coatings chemical company. I interned for them for two summers, so I was kind of like a rotating intern, and now I'm in the rotational program, and my favorite part of Penn State uh, was, that's a really hard question, the people are amazing, and I feel that I balanced my time between Kemi and Thon, um, so that was probably where I thrived the most, is hanging out with those two groups of people and meeting uh, a bunch of new engineers. Thank you, and Justin? Hi, everybody. My name is Justin Ogle. Uh, I graduated in 2019. Um, I'm currently working with ABB. They're a automation and robotics manufacturing company. I'm in my third rotation right now doing a supervisor role. So I have uh, a few direct reports. Um, I interned with Carmuse Lime and Stone mm, the summer before graduation. And uh, my favorite part of Penn State probably had to be the community, um, you know, being so close to a lot of my friends and um, attending sporting events and just, you know, having a, a, a great solid friend group around me wherever it was uh, in class or, you know, in, you know, in my apartment, um, what have you. So awesome. What was your favorite chemi course to take? Justin? Favorite chemi course? I had a go-to answer to this, um, but I would probably say, I don't know, bio separations. Uh, that was a really interesting one. It was an elective, too, so, um, and uh, the professor, I can't remember his name right now. Marissa, can you help me out? Do you remember what that, who that professor was? Well, he was a really, really knowledgeable guy and very interesting class, so that was probably my favorite. Marissa? Um, my favorite class was probably mass balances. Um, it was my first chemi class, so I started off. I remember the first probably month I called my mom like, I can't do this. I didn't know this is what chemical engineering was. It's way too hard. And then by the end of the semester, I really loved it. And I still to this day love to do mass balances. Do you do mass balances in your job? Um, kind of. So I programmed some stuff and you kind of have to know mass balances for it, but it's just simple mass balances. You don't have to do the components and everything. But yeah, I guess a little bit I do. All right. And Jules, your favorite chemi course. Uh, I think there's a bit of a difference between favorite and what I was best at. I got my highest grade in fluid dynamics. Therefore, I guess I'll call that my favorite. And I actually use a lot of that course information and I guess structures of the formulas and all that um, in my job now. So it feels like it's the most applicable course that I took thus far. Okay, awesome. So as you guys were students and have experiences at different internships or co-ops throughout the year, what are some of the things that you guys were looking for in your full-time job? Julia? So something that I was looking for was a good company culture. I think that's really important. And since I interned for the company for two years, I've got a pretty good understanding of what that company culture looked like. Um, I also think something that's overlooked pretty often are benefits and, you know, different health insurance programs and bonuses and travel expenditures and moving expenses, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, I think that's really important, especially when you're looking at all these big companies, um, some of them offer things, whereas others don't. I guess just like the people, I know that kind of falls in the company culture, but I think the people that you work with really make or break your day-to-day -day job. So I was looking for, you know, a good group of people to hang out with in work and outside of work. 
I can uh, relate to the benefits thing because I know I definitely wasn't thinking about it, but until I got like several job offers, I was like looking them over and comparing them. I'm like, you know, it actually does make a difference to pick like one that suits you or the ones that you want. How about you, Justin? I was looking for a bit bigger of a company. Um, I, you know, like a lot of the things that Jules said as far as like benefits and culture, um, I, you know, also were, were high on my priority list, but it was, it, I was just looking for a paycheck, you know, something that would pay the bills. Um, and I was also looking for, you know, just, I guess, opportunity for me to like move around if I didn't like something, you know, which I guess we'll get to on, on why I'm here talking about rotational programs. But, um, yeah, I mean, I was, I was looking for, you know, something, something solid to, to go to, you know, to as a job every day, you know, so that's kind of the main big picture. And Marissa? Um, so I had an internship at a chemical company my junior year. So I knew I specifically wanted to work in the chemical industry. And I was looking for um, somebody that would pay for my MBA. And again, also the rotational program. I knew when I was a junior, I also went to South Africa and that's when I realized I want to travel. So I was looking for um, a company that had international presence um, because eventually that's something that I want to go into, um, maybe do potentially a rotation internationally or live internationally for a couple of years. Um, so yeah, those are probably the top couple things that I looked for. Awesome. So then the topic of this podcast, what sparked your interest to pursue a rotational program versus the quote unquote, the traditional full-time job? Like you were at a location for, I don't know, the rest of your life. Justin? I didn't love the idea of just going into, I guess, like a more of a permanent permanent position right off the bat. Um, I'm, I'm pretty indecisive when you just boil it down. Uh, and I didn't know what exactly I wanted to do, and I didn't know exactly what I loved. So that kind of brought me to, you know, the opportunity for exposure within different areas of a company and within different uh, functions, you know, of, of, you know, job responsibility. Great. Um, Marissa? Um, I know that I, like I mentioned before, I knew that I wanted to move um, internationally, and kind of part of that, I also wanted to just travel around um the U.S. as well and live different places and experience different cultures and just learn about different areas of the United States. So that's really why I looked at um, a rotational program. And also, um, I know that it's kind of like a fast track. So pretty much what they tell us, at least at my company, is that three years is more equivalent to like five or six years. Three years in the rotational program is like five or six years in a normal job because you get to see um, a bunch of different departments and work with many people across the company. And Jules? So I can relate to both what Justin and Marissa said. Um, Again, I love traveling. So that's really what piqued my interest. And I think exploring new places that put you out of your comfort zone is really important. So I'm in Little Rock, Arkansas, and never in my entire life would I say I even visited this state. Um, But I've met some of the best people, and I really enjoy what I'm doing in my job. Um, So I think it's just important to have a a different, be able to try new and different things every day. Um, Yeah. I'm the same way also. Like for me, I was, my key thing was like looking for rotational programs just because I know for me personally, I don't know where I want to live in the future. And I'm sure you guys can all relate to that. And I know a lot of um, our listeners out there also feel the same thing because like the idea of going to one place for the rest of your life kind of haunts us all because, you know, there's so many new places to try to enjoy and where we want to live from. But I think one of the things I tell my uh, mentees that I have is it's not about the things that you like. You have to find the things that you don't like and avoid them. (laughs) All right. So what are some of the advantages for pursuing a rotational program? Marissa? Um, I mean, I know we've all already talked about it, but traveling, definitely traveling. Um, Like I, like Joel said, I live in Alabama. I never in a million years would have ever even thought that I'd live here. Um, and just experiencing the culture is crazy because I really didn't know how different it is in different parts of the country. So it's really interesting just to like one, experience the culture. And two, um, I said in my last question, 
it's kind of like a fast track. You get to meet many people in different departments at different locations, and it really um, helps you grow in a shorter amount of time um, than you would if you were in one stagnant role. Great. Justin? I'd say, um, I, you know, I can echo, echo some of those. I really liked being able to travel around, see different parts of the country. Um, yeah, just different exposure to different, um, or like the exposure I've got from different areas of the country to the people of, you know, in those areas and uh, just kind of changing up your landscape every now and then. I, I kind of enjoy that part a little bit. Um, and I've, you know, a little bit to say about, I guess, the disadvantages too later on. Great, and Jules? I would say one of the key advantages that I see in rotational programs are the the people you meet in your program when you have a question or you're trying to work on a project and you, you might not have the answer, you have a really big resource of people in your company that you can go to and ask questions and say, hey, what does this look like at your company? How does your facility and your plant do this? You know, just the opportunity to ask all of those questions and you know right away, hey, I have this solid group of people that I can go to and I can ask these questions. Um, can I can I interject real quick? Yeah. Kind of to kind of build on what Jules was saying, just like you know, you really get to fast track the the building of your network that way, um, and that and that I think is a huge advantage. Um, I guess it's kind of similar to what Jules was saying, but I just wanted to to say that too. And then uh, Jules, take it away with this advantage. Well, building off of what Justin said, I'm might be a sort of um hopefully going to be in a situation where I'll have an opportunity to go to a plant that is acquired. So if you, you know, if you work in a big company where typically you have these rotational programs, your company is seeing a lot of turnover and it's seeing a lot of companies getting acquired and whatnot. Um, so I think that also helps the rotational programs in that sense really help your company thrive because they have a select pool of people that they're able to go to um, and, you know, fill positions and whatever it may be. So Going to disadvantages then. Um, disadvantage. What was I going to say? I had something really good. Not absolutely zero disadvantages. Actually, okay, no. So one of my disadvantages would be I haven't. I actually haven't gotten to this point yet, but I'm a, about to be rotating and moving, and getting pulled from a project that you're really you're thriving on. You're. Um, it's it's typically a much bigger project than an internship, and then getting pulled from it it's kind of hard. Um, I know that's going to happen to me when I move and I'm going to be really bummed about it and hope and pray that my new manager allows me to stay involved with the facility I'm at and, you know, just be a resource for them. Um, so I would say that's one of the, the biggest disadvantages. If you love what you're doing, you might get pulled away from it. But I think even when you do, you're moving on to brand new experiences and just growing your network and your knowledge and all that. So it really is worth it, even if it takes a month or so to really set in. Somebody else actually said that in um, a couple meetings ago, um, he was an alumni. He said that rotational programs are growing among like our generation, but they didn't have him whenever he graduated and stuff. And so he was, his, his main concern was like, Oh, all these companies are fast tracking everybody to get, experiences in different areas and functional groups of a company and having them train them for new experiences. But what he failed, what the transitional programs fail to understand is like how much work or accomplishment can you do in that given time? Because some rotational programs are as short as three months rotations, you know, and then we have Jules here in like two year rotations where it's very long while where it seems like people might be settling at the end of that time. But yeah, so Justin and Marissa, do you guys have any um, disadvantages um, for pursuing a rotational program? Yeah, I have a few. I want to first start off by saying that the good definitely out outweighs the bad, in my opinion. But just some things that I never thought about. Um, first, really just moving, like packing all your stuff up every year for me and moving to a different place. It's kind of a lot and actually really stressful. Um, so that's one thing. Um, the second thing is, I love the people at the plant I'm at, so it's going to be really hard to leave. And I know sometimes they're like, well, you're leaving us. Um, and yeah, I'm going to leave, but like I'll always be in contact because we've made such strong um, 
relationship. And then the third thing is really like transitioning to a new site. I know it took like a month or two months to really get comfortable um, at the site and learn where they keep all their documents on what kind of software, how to use that software, um, really just the culture of the site and where is everything at. And just like learning, at, like I said, the whole site and the people. Um, so that's another thing that I thought of. But um, I think it's good. It's a good growing experience, even just to relearn everything at a different site. And just to see how other sites do stuff is interesting. So like I said, the good outweighs the bad, but those are just a couple things that I never thought about before I accepted this position. Moving's hard. I can totally understand that. I've moved seven times and every time it's like our whole family. So we have boxes upon boxes, sometimes even overseas. So um, that definitely really shaped me for sure to reduce all my stuff because it's just baggage. <laughs> all right. So. Yeah, Justin, do you have any disadvantages that you want to share? Yeah, I'll just um, I'll just make mine brief. Uprooting is tough every, you know, eight months. It really is. Uh, and it's also tough if you if it takes you a while to kind of readjust. So if you only have an eight month rotation, you're settling in for a month or two within the first, you know, or, or within the first month or two. And then by the time you're starting to gel, it's like, well, now you have to think about where the next place is going to be. Mm -hmm. So that is a, a big downside. But um, another disadvantage is if you have a lot of stuff moving, that amount of stuff is very difficult and, and it's a lot of effort. But, you know, another thing to look at in a company when looking at rotational programs is is their relocation policy. So that that's huge. But, um, yeah, you know, the the short term. I guess like the short-term status that you're given, uh, you know, at your job is also kind of a bit of a disadvantage. I feel like sometimes I get referred or I get more thought of as a, as a short-term or a longer-term intern. And so that kind of is not my favorite part of about it, but um, you know, it's, it's definitely there. Awesome. Those are some great points. So I wanted to, sorry, I can say something really quick. I um I know Justin and I both mentioned that transitioning into the site is hard, especially when you're only there a short period of time. But it, like I said, it really is a growing experience. So just because it's hard doesn't mean like it's a bad thing. So I guess it's a disadvantage and kind of an advantage as well because mm -hmm. it helps you grow. Awesome. So speaking of, so what are some of the challenges um either at work or outside of work or even both have you guys faced? Marissa? Um, so some of the challenges at work, uh, actually, I'm going to start with personal life first, uh, specifically during COVID. It's been hard because a lot of well, a couple of my friends ended up moving back to wherever they're from. And I've had to make a couple of new friends, which is obviously hard right now. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's kind of difficult. And then like going out, I mean, at my apartment, it's just me and my dog. So we don't like have anybody with us. So if we're not going out to the bars because they're closed or whatever, it's been a little bit challenging in that case. But um, overall, it's been a good experience. And um, yeah, it hasn't been too, too bad. But as far as work, I really don't know that I've faced too many challenges other than the typical, like some coworker is hard to work with or some project, some issue pops up that you didn't see before. But that's in any job, not just a rotational program. Great. Awesome. How are you, Justin? Yeah, I'd say, um, you know, the social life, uh, it's not easy meeting in, in like, you know, I guess developing relationships with a short, you know, having that short term stay in mind uh, and then throw in a pandemic. It, 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 that was that's just really tough. So, um that was one of my biggest things uh, outside of work and then inside of work. Uh, I would say, you know, getting a lot of the, the things done that you have set as goals, um, you know, that, you know, that is a challenge. You have you have a set amount of time and you got to, you know, you got to, I guess, do as much as you can to complete your, um, you know, what you're there for. So big challenges with that. And Jules. Uh, I think Justin and Marissa hit the nail on the head here with that. Um, especially, specifically moving to a state like Marissa and I have, Arkansas and Alabama, where you really don't have any Penn State alumni 
that seemed to kind of hit me really hard is because most states you go to, you can join a Facebook group or something like that. And you, you have that network already. Um, so I think that was most difficult outside of work. Um, and I don't know if we're, are we going to talk about how we've like made friends and stuff like that? Like, that yeah, something? you can talk about it now if you guys want to. So Marissa, she made me download like one of those friend apps where like you can make, you make a little profile and you just make like friends in the area. And I totally talked crap on her for doing that in her internship. And then I did it when I moved here and it was the best thing ever, especially when you work with 60 year old men (laughs) all day, every day. What's that? Um, and you really don't have friends at work. Uh, well, I take that back. I eventually made friends at work. But when I first started, it was pretty much just older guys. Um, so then, and yeah, I guess that leads into some of the challenges I did face at work is <clears throat> it was just a, and this is any company. This isn't just rotational programs. It's not small companies. It's not large companies. Um, it was challenging being in the manufacturing setting with a lot of folks that have been there for many of years and they have a hard time changing the way that they do things or changing their process. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's really what, what I struggled with the most in the beginning. And I over, I overcame that by being respectful, being one of the respectful engineers that takes into account their opinions and their knowledge and their time that they've spent there um, and building projects around that and sharing my projects with them to see what their experience and their opinions were. Um, so I think that's really how I overcame the, the biggest challenge I've faced thus far. All right. I know I forgot to mention this at the beginning of the video, but can you guys state where are you guys currently located for your rotation? Currently, I'm in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I was uh, just north of Detroit, my, my last rotation, and then my first rotation, I was in Houston. Jules? I am in Little Rock, Arkansas, in Little Rock, um, in the central central region of the state. If you don't know where the state is, I suggest you look at a map. And I will be, so like Annie mentioned, I have longer rotations than most folks in rotational programs do. Um, we can talk about the advantages and disadvantages of that later, but I should be moving to my next location that has not been decided yet in the next three or four months. And Marissa? Just, oh, sorry. Look up, just look up where uh, Walmart was first started. That's where Jules is. Fun fact. I didn't know that. Um, you, Marissa? I live in Mobile, Alabama, right on the Gulf Coast, um, way, way far in the deep south. Um, and I did my first and second rotation here specifically because of the roles. I told, um, our HRBP that I wanted a specific role and she said it was only available in Alabama. So I had a tough decision to make and I decided to stick it out another year down here. Um, specifically just like I said, for the role, because it was a good opportunity for me. Awesome. And then comment on what do you like most about your areas currently? Marissa? What I like most, hmm, I would probably say that I live by the beach. I probably, once it's warm, I'll go to the beach at least once a weekend. I love it so much and just feels like I'm on vacation every weekend. Um, Yeah, that's probably my favorite part. Plus, Plus some humidity in there. Yeah, it's very humid and I hate the humidity, but the beach makes up for it. Nice tan for like six months of the year I'm part of um little rock arkansas <gasps> the the nature the, it's the natural state so i love being outdoors um and the weather is oddly awesome it's super hot i was in the lake two weeks ago and currently i'm in the middle of a winter snowstorm so yeah. it's just better than pittsburgh because it's not rainy every day <laughs> all right what are you gonna say justin uh, me being in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, though it is in the middle of winter, not the most ideal weather, we do have just a plethora of uh, cheese and craft breweries and sausage facilities. Um, so 
on top of like a lot of like really cool places to explore outside, you know, and it being right on the lake on Lake Michigan and only an hour and a half from Chicago. It's, it's just great, honestly. Awesome. That is, it is such a great millennial town for those of you that know. There's, there's a lot going on in the area. I just heard it snowed like 19 inches south of Milwaukee this past weekend, I think. Yeah. It's just been, it's been really adding up here. Um, we didn't get all that much, but we got, you know, there's still probably more than a foot outside right now. Awesome. So bring your winter tires if you're up here. <laughs> Do you guys have any failure stories that you guys would like to share with the audience today? Um, this was a failure story, actually, in my internship. But this is when I worked in the lab. And so we we were testing a new a new product and the lady was, I was doing a different, I was doing the same batch and adding a different quantity of catalyst in all the batches. And I added, I think I added in percents. So I added like 5%, 7%, 10%, whatever. And I kept doing that instead of adding in like 0. 0.0005 milligrams or point well, whatever. So I was putting in like 500 times the percent of catalyst that I should have been putting in like 25 batches and I felt like such an idiot at the end but I mean in the long term it really didn't matter I just had to redo all of my work and wasted a few raw materials um that could have been I had a similar situation in an R&D lab as well (laughs) like I was working with a chemist and to identify like the chemical composition of what I have to make for my samples. And we were calculating, we were like, okay, we want it to have this pH level and this concentration level. And therefore we need X amount of this, Y amount of that, blah, blah, blah. And so literally three weeks after I've conducted, I had to make like 120 to 180 samples for my first round of tests. And literally after like two and a half weeks of all that testing, I've gone through like 80, maybe 90 samples. And then we got a new like manager rotation around. And so he reviewed our work and he was like, your whole calculation was all wrong. You calculated your concentrations wrong. Your inputs were all wrong. And I'm just like, I literally like, I, I, I was so like speechless. I had no idea what to do. I was like, oh my gosh. And this was like this past summer during COVID when we spent like the first two weeks virtual. And then that like my first day was, was when we like calculated everything. So then I was like, oh my God, I literally have like two weeks left. And he just said, I, everything that I was doing was wrong. So, but at the end of the day, just recalculated everything and had to create more samples. So, <laughs> yeah, totally understand. A good learning, good learning experience. Double check your work. <laughs> How about you, Justin? Uh, I didn't have anything like that. Um, you know, I guess that, that kind of failure, but I guess one big thing that I, I would definitely avoid um, uh, is making sh- <laughs> my first rotation. I moved down to Houston and it was, you know, right after not right after graduation, but um, I spent some time in between graduation and my job start um, traveling a little bit. Basically, I waited to the very last second to actually find a place to live. And that is something I would severely uh suggest to avoid because i was stressed out i actually thought i was going to be homeless for a little bit i left my home state with everything in the back of my car and the truck moving truck without even having a lease secured or anything like that so that is my um that that was my failure i learned you know the next go round and and then it even it was even more in advance by the time my third rotation came around so talk about improvement right there um that would build so much stress on me i just got my location literally a couple of days ago and all i've been doing is apartment searching so <laughs> <laughs> yeah marissa um i don't know that it was I mean, I guess it was a failure in my eyes. So uh, my first rotation was a project engineer and I had never written, um, we called an AR, but a a request for capital money. And um, the company had just rolled out a new program for it. And it was do not include contingency, do not include contingency. And 
um, typically it's a five, 10% contingency just in case you go over. Well, so my first project, I did not include contingency. And at the end I had created, um, kind of like a lab set up in one of the control rooms. And, um, at the end I ran out of money because, um, stuff had popped up and I had to fix a line or whatever. And then at the end of, um, the project, I had just amount, just enough money to finish the project, but I couldn't paint the wall and get everything like looking pretty. So mm -hmm. it, it did work. But to me, I was, I'm still even to this day, so angry that I left the project not looking pretty because if we have um, corporate people come out to the site and look at that, they're going to be like, why isn't this, why does this look like this? Like it does its function, but like, it's not, like I said, pretty appealing to your eyes. So, um, that is kind of part of it. Um, so I guess <laughs> I would have added contingency, even though they told us not to, because that's what, after talking with other people, you still need to add contingency. Those are some great learning experiences for you guys and for the audience to consider. So before starting your rotational program or even your first role after graduation, what is something that you wish you knew? I, I wish I knew that pretty much every time you start a new rotation, you're like an intern again for like two or three more months because it's just a new learning curve every single move. And that's kind of how people treat you in the beginning because you know you're you're someone who's coming staying for a short period of time and leaving so sometimes they still treat you as an intern as mm -hmm. your full-time employee justin i wish i knew the exact specifics of my relocation policy so i didn't really i guess fully grasp what um you know what the policy was and basically the time every time you move and have them you know reimburse you for that move it kind of restarts the clock so to speak on you know what you're contractually um agreed to with them so i wish i wish i would have known that a little bit i guess i wish i just had would have had a better understanding of you know, what I was signing up for, not that I was, you know, not that I signed myself away for like three years, but, um, you know, I just think I, I wish I would have had a better understanding of that upfront early, earlier, I guess. Mm -hmm. How about you, Marissa? Um, a couple of things that I wish I knew could, could apply to anybody, not just a rotational program, but, um, at the beginning, the learning curve is steep, very steep mm -hmm. for, longer than I expected. So like I said earlier, probably one to two, honestly, maybe even three months before I felt comfortable. And like, I knew what I was doing. Um, kind of, I don't want to say a hundred percent knew what I was doing because it takes a while, but, um, yeah, the learning curve is steep and longer than I anticipated. And then the second thing is not everyone expects you to know everything. So an example is like, I would walk out to the plant and use a PNID and try to trace a line. And then I'm like, well, is this the converter or is that the converter? And I would look at these units out in the plant and not know. And then I'm like, well, they expect me to know what it looks like. So like how, like I can't ask anybody and that's not true at all. Like they don't expect you to know what these units look like in real life. Like we draw it as a square on a piece of paper. <laughs> like if you have a question, ask them because people at the site know that have been there longer, know way more than you and don't expect you to know things that you think you should know. So a couple of you mentioned about um, your learning curve and um, studying and learning like from your experiences. How has your prior experiences or how has your technical knowledge taking chemistry courses at Penn State prepared you for those? This is funny because I, I don't use a single lick of uh, any technical knowledge in my position right now. Um, but it honestly just comes down to the, the soft skills that you learn in school, working in teams, um, problem solving. You know, unfortunately, you probably everybody listening to this probably hates hearing those or is sick of hearing those. But it's true. Um, you know, like those kind of skills are the ones that are transferable, um, you know, whether you're a an actual chemi, you know, or uh, an actual chemical engineer or process engineer out of school. 
um, or you're a team lead supervisor of, a, you know, of a customer experience team, you know, right now. So uh, that is probably, you know, it's the technical knowledge really didn't transfer for me. Every now and then it will be interesting because I'll, I'll like pick up on things, though. You know, I, I do still work with engineers and I see some, you know, drawings or, uh, you know, stuff regarding uh, a bit more technical topics like the things we make our drives and motors so you know i i do get to learn about that and, and i can understand like some of the things that i see sometimes um but i don't necessarily need them they're not required mm -hmm. all right how about you jules i would say i would agree with justin um it, at least talking to some of my other chemi friends i would say what i learned in school applies more to my job. Um, and I think that specifically also not speaking for Marissa, but we both have very, we both are in the chemicals industry. So, you know, I would, I would hope that what we learn, we apply every day. Um, but again, it's still only like a solid 20%. And what Justin said is completely true. You, you learn the, the soft skills and how to problem solve and how to approach a problem more so than you do how to actually solve that problem. I'm not sitting at my desk doing differential equations all day. No, um, but I will take that the problem solving approach that they, tr you know, tried to teach us in school and apply that to the project that I'm working on. And I also think that not to talk about our ELD minor, but I would say the ELD minor has actually helped me with project and people skills more than than I did in, in the chemi major. Um, I wish we did have the opportunity to to have a few more projects other than just capstone. Um, but yeah, yeah. And Marissa, how has your prior experience or chemi course knowledge helped you prepare for your job? Yeah, I agree with Jules first off saying it would have been helpful to have more projects with um, groups because that was one of the main things that we took away from college. Like Jules said, the ELD program was really helpful with that. And um, she's also right that we experience a little bit more chemical engineering than Justin would just based on our um, industry. So my first rotation, I was a project engineer. I didn't do too much chemical engineering, hardly actually. I had a big mass and energy balance, but that wasn't like, um, that was just to get me to learn the site. But like my actual projects were really, um, not much to do with chemical engineering at all. But this rotation, I am programming stuff for the site and I do need to know a little bit of, like I said earlier, mass balances, energy balances. And then I'm doing a training for like other engineers in the company. And I I'm giving an example about heat exchanger and pressure drop and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I use it a little bit. I would say not too in-depth at all. So like very minimal um, details but I still like it's good for me to have learned stuff that I did learn in college. That's great so a lot of you guys mentioned that you guys didn't use a lot of knowledge that you gained in an academic setting so what type of skills have you developed um, from your different rotations or your first rotation so far and how do you think that would transfer to your other positions in the future? Marissa? So my first rotation, I was, like I said, a project engineer, and I knew nothing about maintenance whatsoever. I didn't know even, like, any anything, nothing. So now I've learned, um, like, specifics of a valve and, like, what types of valves and what the insides of the valves look like and everything like that. So I learned a lot, a lot of maintenance. And um, that is really good just to know. If you're working at a plant, it's just really good to know and understand the equipment um, and then this rotation, I am doing a lot of programming and uh, using a lot of different softwares for data analytics. So I've learned a ton about that. And really in my current rotation, I've, like I said, I did a program. I mean, I did some programming where we had to trace everything from um, the ordering of raw materials all the way to shipping out the final product when the customer gets it. So I've learned a lot of accounting and customer service, um, really everything in my current rotation. So, yeah. Um, Justin? I would say I um, really improved my organizational skills uh, as far as uh, organizing my thoughts before meetings, um, 
organizing my day uh, and and improving my schedule. Um, a lot of data analytics, like Marissa was saying, uh, Power BI, SAP. Um, I really have grown those skills. And um, I guess just, you know, back when we were in the office, um, you know, developing that presence uh, around, you know, higher, higher level, you know, employees and, and, and coworkers. Um, that was really something that I, I think I grew with. It's a little tougher nowadays because everything is over Zoom. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, so I think I, I kind of grew that that presence, the um, that full time, you know, employee presence uh, a little bit early on. All right. And Jules, how what type of skills have you developed um, over your rotation that you can transfer to your next position? Since I have more of a project engineering role, um, I would say really just kind of how to develop a project, what tools are necessary to plan and execute it, um, what kind of computer software are you using to help manage it and track your actions. Um, and then I guess, you know, per like small things like procurement, what, go what goes into um, purchasing power, uh, EHS, what items off the checklist do you have to check off for before you can start up a project? Um, just like all the very small pieces that you think are, that sometimes you may think are specific to your project or your plant. In reality, you can really take them and transition them to a different facility in a different role. Um, so I know like learning all of the PPG, um, the finance system, the HR system, um, purchasing and all that, it might be a little different in a, in a, a different role, but getting that base knowledge initially, I already feel confident that when I start my new position, I'm going to have way less questions to ask my mm -hmm. manager really about the nitty gritty details um, that go, that go into the job that sometimes are pretty, pretty overlooked. So a lot of you guys mentioned um, some software programs and everything. So is there a class that you wish that you had taken at Penn State to help with that? Jules? Um, okay, so yes and no. Um, I think something that I'm actually doing a quarter long training right now, and it's for Six Sigma. And I think that's very, very important in manufacturing and industry, no matter what industry you're in, um, it can be applied everywhere. I think that would have been something very interesting. And I'm sure Penn State did have those opportunities, but since we're categorized into the chemical engineering field, I don't think that we were exposed to that as much. Um, and then I, I don't wish I took this at Penn State because I honestly think that I'm learning more now. Mm -hmm. But like doing the PLC programming and learning ladder logic, I think is super beneficial, especially for those in the automation industry, because just because I might not be the one programming it doesn't mean that having that knowledge is, isn't making me a better project manager. Cause right now I can see that it totally is me trying to learn it. Um, but do I think I would have taken any of those at Penn State while I was there? Probably not because I think what I learn on the job every day or the training courses I take it is so much easier to learn and put it to use in a real life situation mm -hmm. rather than making up a project in a, in a class at school and learning it that way. So it could go both ways, really. All right. How about you, Marissa? Do you think that you took a class to help with your software skills? Um, specifically, kind of what Joel's going off of, for those of you that don't know, Six Sigma is more of like a set of, um, I guess, tools, but not software. It's... Um, kind of like a problem solving management techniques. Um, so yeah, I agree that class, I believe there's a minor in it would have been helpful in college. But again, when you enter your company, most likely they're going to make you take the training again. So, um, and I'm pretty sure almost every company in our industry at least has Six Sigma training it, or they'll pay for it. Um, so I don't think it's a huge deal if you don't take it in college. Um, I know us chemis have a pretty big workload. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't have taken it in college, but it's just something to consider. And then as far as like the actual software and programming, I would definitely would not have taken that in college um, just because every company is a little bit different. So Justin and I were mentioning SAP. 
I don't think there's a class on that in college. Um, it's more of like where the company tracks all of their finances and hours and stuff like that. Um, so it's just kind of a le- either learn on the job or someone will help you at your site. And then um, as far as like the actual programming softwares that my company I know uses different at ever, like multiple sites have different programming softwares. So it, it really just depends on your site. So yeah, I wouldn't take, I wouldn't have taken that in college either. Justin, didn't you get your six Sigma certification for your job? I did. Um, I have, I have only have a yellow belt right now. The plan was to get a green belt um, in my rotation, but uh, plans kind of changed. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even think about that before you get to your job or until you get to your job. Uh, I would, it would have been nice to have a little bit more of a data analytic background. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like data processing classes might've helped. Uh, and then also a little bit of like control processes, like Jules was saying with like programming logic. Um, and then I guess my last rotation, I was doing a whole lot with SolidWorks and computer modeling. So being the fact that you, we really only see that uh, one time in, you know, what is that? Uh, freshman. Design no, 100. E-design, yeah. So that was kind of, um, that was tough to kind of like reel back in uh, and, and kind of like see that again after years of not seeing it. So, um, yeah, that's that's about it. Hashtag green belt up in here, man. Wow. You do, did you do two projects? No, ours requires one. Yeah, ours also requires one. So that's another thing. Like every company is different with their training. So, yeah, that's another reason why I'd recommend or at least say it's not a huge deal if you don't take it in college. Wow. All right. Two more questions. Given your like short time and your rotations, um, Justin's yours is about eight months. I think you're just the shortest out of all three of you. How do you think that will has impacted um, the amount of work that you get or your project timeline and list of accomplishments that you can put under your belt? Justin? Yeah, I... I would, I was definitely looking for longer rotations. Um, and that was kind of one of the reasons why, um, what I, can I say that I wasn't given like the same opportunities as someone with longer rotations? I don't really know. Um, but it is kind of tough to balance that, you know, like I said before, uh, getting into the rotation, settling down, learning everything, and then you only have a few months left. Um, that was kind of tough to adjust. So I would say I haven't been able to accomplish as much as I would have hoped to being almost two years into a full-time job. If you think about it, just big picture like that. Um, but still being able to add value, you know, here and there with smaller projects and, you know, not even, you know, you can just add a lot of value with, with, you know, tiny mini projects too. So it's not always the fact that like the longer, the better. So, um, yeah, I mean, I still, I feel like I've been able to accomplish things, but I do wish I had a longer uh, time to maybe to do a little bit more and get a little bit more done. Yeah. Cause I can't imagine, cause I know for my first, um, internship, round um, my project, I got to see it implemented, but I never got to see it like be used or worked out in the end. And like, it's kind of frustrating because it's like, I worked all summer to create that or build that um, or like talk to people who do it for me kind of thing. And it's just really sad that like, oh, I worked so hard for something that I don't even get to see it being used or something. So I, yeah. I think I'm just going to imagine that it's going to be something like that, especially for a shorter turn rounds. Yeah. And that's exactly what just happened on my last, my previous, uh, move is where I was uh, working on a, a product launch and uh, basically only got to do a little bit of the beginning and then didn't really get to see the, the true end product. So, but it's another, you know, another good takeaway from that is that you can kind of, uh, you know, you have a reason to follow up with some of the people you're working with and, you know, you can kind of check in on how that is. And so, you know, that's one, one plus side to that. So. Mm-hmm. How about you, Marissa? How do you think your timeline of rotations will impact your project work or your accomplishments? 
So my first rotation, I, like Justin said, had a couple small capital projects, but um, I think my site is kind of special and that they're very welcoming. So like the one project they call like Marissa's cooling tower, because I did a project on it. So I really think I did make an impact um, just because I'm lucky and I got placed with people that are um, really nice and supportive. Um, and then I just thinking about now, I'm like, they'll always look at that cooling tower and be like, oh my gosh, Marissa did that repair to it. Or like, look at one of the labs that I set up in the control room and be like, oh my gosh, Marissa did this. So like, I do think I made an impact in my first rotation as a project engineer. And then honestly, in my second rotation, I think I made, actually, I know I made a very, very big impact for the company as a whole. Mm -hmm. um, so this programming software that I implemented from the, uh, so what happened is corporate said, we want every plant to have this software. We need people to program it. So I was the programmer at my site and I worked with a GE person in Canada. So he was kind of my mentor and, but I was like the go-to for the software and the programming and everything. Um, and now that is how we do all our billing, all of our shipping, all of our ordering. So it really was like a really huge project. And I'm, like I said, that's why I stayed in Alabama was to be able to implement this project because I knew it was going to have such a big impact. And, um, they always say Marissa's the guru. So you got to ask Marissa. Um, so yeah, kind of different than Justin. I think both of my rotations, I, I at least feel like I had a pretty big impact. Awesome. That's great. How about you, Jules? Um, so of the, of the group, I have the longest rotations, minor two years, which seems long, but I think I'm actually a pretty big fan. It gives you enough time to really settle in and um, find, you know, figure out what you're doing in, in the new city that you're living in, meet people, stay friends with them, have good connections for a while. Um, so outside of work, certainly a fan of having the longer rotations. And then um, at work, I, I think it's certainly impacted them in a positive way. Um, I've been able to do multiple large capital projects rather than, you know, a few small ones. Um, and I think COVID also impacted that negatively. It made it a little bit harder. But um, I think, the, of course, the more time that you have, the the more successful some of your projects can be. Because like all of us mentioned, those first few months are an entire new learning curve. It took me I, I'm not kidding, 12 months on the day where I felt super confident at what I was doing and the things I was working on. Um, so, yeah. And I guess another thing to note, too, would be, um, at least for, for us in, in the rotations, you know you're moving and you know you're leaving that city. So you're not tied down there. So mm -hmm. the fact that I was there for two years in a state, I had no idea what I was doing in was scary yet also satisfying because I knew I was leaving. I knew I wasn't going to be stuck there forever. If I didn't like the people and I didn't like the job or whatever it may be, I know at some point I'm leaving. And I think that's why a lot of people are scared of rotational programs, but I look at in the positive on, on the more positive side that, you know, it's just, a, it's a new experience and you, you got to take it for what it is. And you're going to go 40 years in a job and there are going to be, people and days and projects that are just not great. Um, so that's kind of how I look at it. I see that for like internships as well. Like, you know that you have an end date. If you don't like it, at least there's an end date to it, you know? So what were you going to yeah. add, Justin? That, that is huge. That's a huge point that I would just love to echo because though my rotations aren't very long, there are shorter than the other two on the call here, but you know, it's just eight months, you know, like that's not even a year. So if you're stuck in one of those really small manufacturing towns in the middle of Mississippi, you know, yeah, it might be a bit rough. It might be a little bit out of your comfort zone, but it's only eight months. So, you know, there, there are, there's a huge upside to, to the rotational program. And there's a huge upside to a shorter, you know, a shorter term rotation as well. Um, that being said, if you do end up loving the place, then it's like, well, damn, it's only eight months. So, um, yeah, but it, it definitely helps out when you kind of think about it. Eight months is a long time or 12 months. You know, it's, it's a long time, but, you know, you can get a lot done 
you can meet a lot of friends and you can really explore a, a brand new city and area. So, yeah. Can I go off of that a little bit? Um, so specifically for my rotation, at the end of the three years, we get to pick any of the plants in the company that we want to move to with any of the roles. So it's not like we're stuck. Like I'm sure it's different with other companies, but for mine specifically, um, like if just like Justin said, if you love a place, you're only there eight months. Well, um, you could move back there. It's um, just after your rotation. All right. To end this call, then, what advice would you guys give to a newly graduate? So advice for a new graduate. Um, take every opportunity that you can. Um, treat it as treat it as either a location or a plant or a place to learn something new. Um, get out of your comfort zone. Uh, make friends outside of work. Even if you're in a city that you grew up in or you live in, go meet new people. Um, and lastly, coming home from work every day to a dog is just such a good feeling. So get a dog. All right. All right. All right. I know. I'm the one, the only one that doesn't have a dog here. <laughs> so I'm, I'm hurting. Don't worry. I just can't, I can't, I can't take that next step to get a dog yet. Not yet. But Justin, now that you've spoken, what advice would you give to a recent graduate? Uh, besides getting a dog, um, I would say, yeah, just, just, you know, you really got to be open. If you're going to go into a rotational program, you're probably not going to get the best city. You know, you're not going to get LA. You're not going to get, um, you know, Nashville, Tennessee, you might, but you also might get, you know, South Boston, Virginia, you might get Senatobia, Mississippi, you might be stuck in the far north of, you know, this, the country in Wisconsin in the middle of the winter, treat every opportunity like it, you know, is the opportunity that it is. So, um, you know, op go in with open arms um, and just, you know, have an open mindset to it. Great. And Marissa, you better end off with a great one. Jules <laughs> uh, stole the words right out of my mouth. Um, crap, I can't remember what they were. <laughs> she literally stole them from your mouth. Like you. <laughs> yes. Um... <laughs> what advice would you give to me? How about that? Wait, I wanted to repeat what Jules said because it was a really important one and I was going to say it in the first place, but I can't remember what it was. Jules, what did you say? The first like five words. Um, I think I said something, treat every op. Oh, 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 don't, don't say take no. Take advantage of everything. Okay. Yes. Cross that out, Cross yes. that out Annie. Okay. Uh, my advice. That's like kind of what wait, I no, said. No, wait, Marissa, you can say, always say yes to everything. Okay, don't give me words to say. Crop all that out. Okay, I'm starting now. Um, take advantage of every opportunity. Say yes to everything. And just even if you're like, I don't know that I want to do that, go for it. Because in this role that I'm in right now, it's the best role I have had. I've only had three different roles. But uh, anyway, uh, one of the engineers said, Mercy, you should actually, I had turned it down. And they were like, Mercy, you should do that. And I was like, maybe you're right. And I went back and I told them that I would do it. And I am so happy that I did it because I, like, I didn't think I was going to like programming at all, but I ended up really loving it. So definitely say yes to everything. And also just be positive and be happy. Even if you're really not, people will notice that and will like to be around you. And it really does rub off on people. Awesome. That is great. And, and talk to people, you know, if you are working in an office, just go ahead, go, don't be strangers to people, you know, just be very friendly. Like Marissa was saying, um, and just spark up a conversation because you like work with these people. There are, they are on your team, you know, like you are all one company. So, you know, take advantage of that. Uh, sit with somebody new every day. Talk yeah, about and going off of that, like be personable, like get to know them, not just at work, like outside of work, ask them about like their family that like know their birthdays because it's really special if someone at work is like, Oh my gosh, happy birthday. It just, um, especially for a rotational program, people, it kind of makes you feel like, yeah, you do have family where, you're at in the middle of Alabama. So, um, yeah, one of my bosses told me, make sure that you're getting like to know the people outside of work as well as at work. So. Mm -hmm. All right. So develop relationships is big. Cause I know like for me during my internship and co-op terms, I always like 
reach out to other people to shadow them, get to know a little bit of the other areas, which I hope to do um, once I start my full time. But yeah, opening up for round table, if, if you guys want to add anything else um, before we close off. Exceed your company's uh, 401k contribution and True. never <laughs> stop investing in yourself. And open a Roth IRA. All right, we need to open up a uh, new uh, finance episode. <laughs> Yeah. And also um, dabble in some Robinhood stocks. It is no, fun. No, it no. is fun. Cut that out. Yeah, <laughs> cut that out, Annie. But seriously, um, crap, now I forget. <laughs> um, definitely um, feel free to to hit us up. I feel like, you know, I'm speaking for myself, Marissa and Jules, that, you know, we're all resources that, you know, you should definitely don't hesitate to reach out if you have any questions or comments or if you want to say hi or if you're ever in Milwaukee or Alabama or Little Rock. So. All right. Awesome. It's been a pleasure to have you guys today and see you all next week. Thank you, Annie. Bye, Annie. Thanks, Thank Annie. You. you are a rock star. You were